0: Welcome to Blue Talks. All righty. So, today I want to talk to you all about energetic impact. And so with energetic impact, I don't mean like greenhouse gases or the energy that's running through our walls. I'm talking about the energy within our bodies that we hold with us and our environment that we surround ourselves in. So to start off, I'm going to start with a story about myself um, and how I got into this work. So as as stated, I'm a mother of two. I also work full time as a paramedic in Ontario. Um, And I found myself in a situation a few years ago where I, I was getting it all you know I was getting the house my divorce was finally being finalized something I'd been working on for years to try and get finished and it was finally coming through I had bought the home I was starting to acquire all of the toys the motorcycle the snow machines all the toys that I had wanted and I kind of woke up one day and realized I don't feel anything This is weird, like I should be celebrating. I've wanted these things for so long and I don't understand why I don't feel it. I would feel happy in the moment when it's like, oh, I brought the motorcycle home. Like, sweet, I get to go ride. And then within a day or two, that would pass. And I was like, this is so weird because I've wanted these things for so long. So as time went on, I started to think, okay, something's not right. I'm just not happy. I have the career I want. I wanted this career for 15 years and I finally made it. And it still just wasn't enough. It was constantly like I was chasing the next big thing. And I was working, I was on a straight night shift at this point in time in my career. And I remember driving home from work one day and I glanced down at my speedometer and I was doing 70 kilometers, which is about 44 miles over the speed limit. And it didn't even phase me. And then I had this little voice in my head go, it's probably too fast, Michelle. And I it, still, again, I like, didn't really slow down, and I, I was totally numb to what I was doing in that moment. And I heard this little voice in my head go, Michelle, you're a mother, and you have two beautiful children who need you here. Driving like this is not going to keep you here. And it was in that moment I realized I'm not OK. Something is wrong. So this started me on my journey of finding, talking to doctors, trying to find a therapist that works. Anybody who's ever worked with a therapist knows that can be a struggle in itself. So I went through multiple, multiple therapists trying to find somebody who I clicked with, who I really got along with, who you know I could work well with. And I did, I found her, she was great. We were doing the work. Months were going by and I started to feel like when I was coming out of my sessions with her, that I felt worse than when I walked in. So I initially thought, okay, well, we're diving into some deep things, right? We got to dive into the deeper stuff to really heal what's going on. And more time went on and more time went on and nothing was changing. So I eventually started heading down the path of being diagnosed with PTSD. And for anybody who knows anything about emergency medical service workers, we are ranked number four in the top five careers who have career-related PTSD diagnoses. So it is very, very easy for the narrative to change to, this is probably PTSD we're dealing with. So I started doing the tests. I had weekly assessments that I did. It monitored my sleep, it monitored my mood, it monitored how easily I startled, Um, and, and the results were constantly submitted to my therapist. So the day finally came. It was time for me to get the results. I go in for my session. My therapist goes, so you scored about a 73. And I'm thinking, yeah, I passed. Right? Thinking the test is out of 100. She looks at me and goes, yeah, it's not the kind of test you want to pass. I was like, noted. okay." So the average score should be between 32 and 35 for the average person. I was 73 the test is only out of 80 something points she's like it's highly likely you have PTSD everything she said after that was gone my brain immediately went to what does this mean I finally just got the career I wanted I'm 30 something years old I'm a single mother I have two kids to take care of if I can't do my job what the heck am I going to do so time goes on and we start talking about medication and we start trying different coping strategies and i just in my gut did not feel like this was ptsd because it was none of the stereotypical like i remember significant call you know that's sticking with me or i'm having night terrors about calls i've done in my field and it it just it didn't feel right that it was ptsd so I continued doing the work though, right? Because it's like, I'm not okay. I need, to get, I need to get better. And one night I was working with a, a, a woman who's actually here today. She changed my life, this woman. She started the circle. Um, and we were working night shift together. And we were partners. And her and I were always up till 3 a.m. chatting. I love you. <laughs> um, and we got talking about mediums. And I said, that is something that I would love to do. I've always wanted, but I refuse to spend the money, again, single mother, you know, budget, um, on somebody who is just a quack, who wants it for the the money, right? And she goes, actually, I know this girl. She is the real deal, I've used her before, and I can absolutely refer you if you want. That person was Lisa. So I said, yes, absolutely. I jumped, I jumped at the opportunity and I booked the appointment and I very impatiently waited for a month for my appointment. (laughs) It's okay. I understand now. Um, anyway, the day came. I have my session with her. at one appointment. One appointment with this woman, and so many things clicked for me. It was like a light bulb went off in my head. So what I came to learn afterwards is that because I am such an empath and I'm so highly intuitive with energy that being on the street night shift, I was constantly working with addicts overdoses, suicidal ideation, mental health issues, that being surrounded in that environment 24-7, I was actually taking it home with me because I didn't know how to cut cords. I didn't know how to protect my energy. So as soon as I learned that, and she gave me a couple coping strategies, within a week, I started sleeping better. I started eating better. I had more energy. I was able to show up for my kids better in a wholehearted place. It was mind-blowing so this is what started the journey of me becoming an intuitive and a holistic healer and dealing with energy so my intuitive brain it all clicked but then there's the medical side of me and i was like okay i get it i get it intuitively but this needs science i need science to make this work in my brain so I started looking into things, and I was brought to Dr. Emoto's, Dr. Emoto's water experiment. And I don't know if anybody in the room has heard of it, but his, he actually studied how vibrational frequencies that you introduce to water will affect the water when it freezes. So here is an example of what he found. So he found that... With positive reinforcement and positive vibrational frequencies, when the water was frozen, it would freeze into clear, magnificent, crystal snow-like formations. When they are exposed to words of disgust or negative energy, you get these cloudy, murky things, right? Proving that vibrational energy by the words we speak is absolutely a thing. Our human bodies are over two-thirds water. So what do you think this does to us on a cellular level? Right? So I had to take it one step further because I was like, okay, we're a lot of water. And I started looking, and I realized that every single process in our body is is a biochemical reaction that requires energy. So I look, and he's done solid experiments. So now, so this is rice that he has taken. So this is the control, the neutral that he used the water that had nothing spoken to it. It was just water. This was the water he cooked the rice with was words of love, and this one was words of jealousy. He left them for the same amount of time and this is what turned this, this is what came out. So if we dive deeper into this and we look at, okay. So if everything is energy and we are affected in this way by what what our environment is that surrounds us, what is this doing to us on a DNA molecular level, right? Once I started to understand this and started to understand how monumental my environment was around me, my entire life shifted, okay? So what is our biggest energy source? Where do we get most of our energy? Food, right? So I now go into the path of food. So. I start looking into organic versus non-organic food, and it's very well known that organic food is better for us, it's healthier for us. Biggest reason being the the use of pesticides that we use. So I started looking into synthetic pesticides, and I come to find out that they were originally formulated in in the 1930s, but they were really started to be used in the, the World War II. That's when they started using them for gassing. They started to use them in the gas chambers and experiment with them that way to see as as enemy, as warfare, right? When the war ended, they had realized that these pesticides were really great at killing lice, killing beetles, killing all the bugs, right? So the company literally just rebranded their pesticides for use on bugs and then we started spraying our food with it. So, if we zoom back out and we look at that from an energetic standpoint, we now spray all of our food with something that was developed for warfare. So from an energetic standpoint, can we see why this affects our body on a DNA level, right? So now my brain is happy, because I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it, it all makes sense. But one of the biggest things that came forward was, the use of pesticides is heavily linked to adhd so i started looking at adhd and i started looking at my story and how energetically they might be aligned and i was taken to the great albert einstein who was thought to have probably had adhd had that been something they could diagnose in his time ironically he ended up becoming a very very well-known physicist And I had to laugh because it was confirmation for me when I realized his most famous thing that he was famous for was E equals MC squared, which is mass and energy are the exact same thing. And I was like, boom, there's my confirmation. I am on the right track. So as time went on, I was like, this is all making sense, I get it. And I started really learning and I started really empowering my people around me to start changing their energy around them. And then all of a sudden, Your life changes so in the words of albert einstein himself the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant we have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift and i think that is so on point because we absolutely created a reality where we have become a servant and if we just start listening to our intuition and we start feeling into the energy and what it is around us we can really start shifting our entire mindset and our entire world and really start showing up fully for everything that we need to do. If you are interested in working with me or learning more about me here's my contact information I would be happy to chat with you and I thank you.